0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of Traumatized. Today, we're going to have a person that has been on my show in the past, but on my previous podcast, living with ADHD and CPTSD. Her name is Jenea Barnes, and she has her own website called Be The Wolf. I have interviewed her before, and I've also been on her show. Today, we're going to talk about her important life decision to change the format of how she does her business because it is affecting her personally and also economically and how her life with CPTSD and trauma played a great deal in this. So here we are, my interview with Jenea Barnes. Okay, when you have suffered from CPTSD, it's often impossible to do what is best for you your childhood taught you that everyone else comes before yours, and that your needs, wants, and experiences don't matter. One can go through life this way, but if you are a person who desires something bigger and better in life, something will have to change. And that change often means breaking through fears you didn't even know were there. It can be terrifying and usually full of identity-bending meltdowns. Janaea Barnes, level up coach for entrepreneurs and the host of Be The Wolf, Be Who You Were Born To Be, had two choices, break through or give up her business and her dreams. Join us to hear her story. All right. Thanks, Janae, for coming back on my show, even though it is a different name. Um, It's been a long time since I've had you on. Thank you for coming back.
1: I'm super excited to be here. It has been quite a while. Yeah. And I know just from our conversations, how much we have both grown and evolved since last time we chatted. So I'm super excited to be here and chat with you and give nuggets to your audience, all the things.
0: Nice, excellent. So um, when we talked uh, not too long ago before the actual show here, um, you were talking about that there were some choices and some changes that needed to be made so that you could continue going because it just, you were feeling like you were, something wasn't right and it was affecting your life. So, why don't we start that and, and tell us the story about what you're going through and making the changes?
1: Yeah. Do you want some backstory on here? First, Absolutely. Or, all right. By all so, means. You know, I wasn't always a level-up coach for entrepreneurs. I've been a coach and a healer for quite some time. And I think with anybody who is finally discovering the things that actually do the work to heal you from, you know, the trauma, the CPTSD, all of the things... You know, you get so excited when you find something that works that you just want to share it with everybody. So I started my coaching career helping kind of anybody and everybody. I focused a lot on trauma. I focused a lot on just helping people break through and get to what it is that they want to do. And it was great. And then there's a point where the you know, the business and the money is not consistent. And I think anybody out there that's an entrepreneur, like you've gotta have consistent sales, you've gotta have the business be consistent enough because right. especially if you have CPTSD, D S D, you're like your whole life was full of anxiety because things were not safe and they were not secure. So
0: Yeah, for sure. Know,
1: having a business that's yo-yoing all over the place is not the greatest. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely not the greatest. So I started studying marketing. You know, you've got to learn so many things when you're an entrepreneur and you're doing most of the work yourself. You got to learn sales. You got to learn marketing. You got to learn your craft, obviously, and a million other things that you've got to break through. And Every time everything starts to fall apart, we have meltdowns.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just like anybody out there, you lose a job, you have a meltdown, or your boss is the worst, and, you know, you'll have a meltdown. And it usually takes things to get pretty bad before you will up end everything yeah. and start over. Absolutely, yeah. And so I spent, you know, a couple of years marketing and working with people who hated their jobs, you know, definitely marketing to um, people that were not feeling great or had high anxiety, all of those things. They hated their jobs. They wanted to have a job that they loved or they wanted to switch careers or they just wanted to feel better at work. And over time i realized that most of the people i was marketing to were not ready for my product because they couldn't they didn't realize they didn't believe that it was actually possible to love your job to like really love your job and so one of the things i've learned from you know, healing my own CPTSD and obviously working with clients and healing theirs as well, along with the helping you find a job and all of that. But it is possible when you heal the CPTSD, when you don't have the triggers, when you feel safe and secure, it's easy to love your job and it's easy to take the risk. Here's the big part that's really hard I think for people when they're suffering from trauma and CPTSD is to take a risk on something that's unknown is more terrifying than it is for regular people. Would you say no that would you say that that stands true for you in your experience?
0: Absolutely. I know like I've been at my current job for a long time, so the I haven't experienced anything like that in a long time. But I do recall with, when I started and the jobs before that, that it was, there was a lot of stress. And now that I you know, know what I know now, I look back and I say to myself, there was, there was probably a lot more stress from myself than probably what a lot of other people were, were going through. And I was so scared and of not being good enough and making mistakes. And every time, like I'd get a, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. It still happens today, even though I know I I don't do anything that could merit any issues. Every time I I I get the I we need a we don't want to do a one on a one on one meeting or, or catch up. My my first thought is, did I? Is there something I've done? Right. I want you know. Start, I get a little uh, stressed and I start to feel anxious. And I rem- I remember the last time, and this was the 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 head boss of of my company that I work at, and he and he wanted a one on one. My first reaction was to ask him. Just so I know, like, and I worded it to make it look like I was curious, but not in a in a negative way. I'm just just so I know for for advance, what is this regarding? <laughs> I wanted I wanted to calm my 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 fears, yeah. which were completely like I want to say not not necessary, but it, I couldn't help myself. And I've I've had a great year and a bit. With work, and yet it just—it's it, just an instinct to feel that, like, oh, what have I done? You know, yeah, can't help yourself.
1: Well, and and that's the thing. It's like a lot of the people that I was working with, they would have that feeling. You know, the boss calls you into the office. It's like a nine-one-one fire alarm going off inside of you. You're like, oh my god, yeah. what did I do wrong? Like, holy crap, what like? And, and you, what your brain starts to do is it starts to spin into action. Let me think of, like, you start to go through everything you've done. Did you make any mistakes? Have you, like, screwed anything up? And, you yeah. know, I love that you just sent the message. Well, what is this regarding? So that, well, one, if there was something particular, you could be prepared for it and be have yeah. a rebuttal for it. And two, if it wasn't anything negative, then you could calm your nervous system. And exactly. that's the thing with, you know, CPT- <laughs> CPTSD and all of that is your nervous system is on high alert all of the time. And absolutely. And, and we learn these strategies when we're young of what's going to keep us safe. And so a lot of times when you suffer a lot of neglect and or abuse. You know, the thing that's gonna keep you safe is just making sure that your parent is okay if they have a lot of people that grew up with parents that were not so great um, tend to develop very empathic skills because, you know, the parent is unpredictable. So you, uh, empathetically feel what's going on with them before they even are aware of it so that you can adjust your behavior in order to be safe in order Mm -hmm. to stay safe because when the parents actions and words are contradictory to what's to what they do and when it doesn't make sense how somebody is feeling in their emotions is a way better predictor to how they're going to behave than yeah. the words that come out of their mouth
0: absolutely i know it you learn even though you, you there there's that tendency to be on high alert and get it triggered just you know and it's it takes nothing for that to to happen. We still we're always kind of learning a little bit more and about it, or or, or we're we're better prepared, or at least we feel better prepared. Um, I the the amount of growth that I've done just in the the past eight months, never let alone a couple of years since I've been aware of of what I'm going through has really opened my eyes to so many things and it's no longer the question of what's going on. It's now, okay, I'm, I, I'm aware that there's a potential. What can I do? How can I like avoid this? Or how can I make, if it does trigger me, how can I be, how can it affect me less? And yet it's right now it's not there's no perfect remedy but it's at least you're you know you're I'm self aware I'm better aware mm-hmm. of what is what the possibilities are like the fact that this I could get triggered here I you know I'm I'm aware of it I, there's a possibility so what do I do how do I potentially avoid the worst outcome of this
1: and the awareness is such a big thing and i know in myself because i do the work that i do on my clients on myself and anytime i see something anytime i catch an emotional trigger i do the healing work to remove it from my nervous system because i can because i have the skills to do that i'm so blessed to be able to do that and so you know anytime something would come up with my business when something wasn't working I would figure out what's the emotional driver, what's the mindset shift, because it's always going to be a mindset shift. We're always getting in our own way. And so I would always look for what was going on within me and I would find something and I would clear it and it would get a little better. But one of the things that happens, so much of the behavior and the coping mechanisms and the strategies that we develop when we grow up in an unsafe or insecure environment is that we develop these strategies when we're six months old one year old so we don't have there's no real memory or concept of anything before that and when you've never experienced something it's really hard to figure out how to get there like I had this memory of me when I was three years old and I, it's like this really good memory and it was a very good anchor point for me for a long time where I was cut like drawing on some paper on the front porch and I could feel like the world I was at my fingertips. Like there was possibilities, I felt joyful, I felt happy. I was three And I used that point for an anchor, like that's what I'm trying to return to. I'm trying to return to that place. But what I didn't realize as I moved past, as I got to that place, and then I continued doing more healing work and I started feeling even better than that. So there was no memory I could tangibly tangibly remember where I felt like, totally, completely, truly myself. Right. And one of the things that happens so often when you develop those empathic skills is your every move becomes about the parent or the other person. So you don't do anything Mm -hmm. for yourself. Your needs, your wants, all of that is secondary until everybody is okay. Not just the parent, but everybody else in the room has to be okay.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so for me, I've been doing that since I was before I was three. So I didn't have a concept of what it would feel like to be be different than that, to be my own singular person. And so one of the beautiful things about entrepreneurship is that you're going to have to face your stuff. If you want your business to grow and you really want to expand and scale and have a really successful business or make a really big impact in the world, that's more what I'm about. You're going to have to face some stuff. And, you know, I spent two years working and marketing with two people who hated their jobs and my marketing wasn't working. And I'm a good marketer. All my marketing coaches are like, you're so good at this. I do not know why this isn't working. And it took, we reviewed all my sales calls and I did have clients as well, but uh, we reviewed all my sales calls and we really discovered that they didn't believe, the people I was marketing to didn't believe that they could really have a job that they love. And in many ways, I wasn't naming CPTSD, but in many ways, I was marketing to people with CPTSD. And so I think probably a lot of your listeners can relate to the idea of like, well, you have to work, so you go to work. But that concept of doing something that you love so much that makes you so happy to wake up on Monday morning is probably something they don't really feel that they could have a lot of people don't feel like they could have
0: absolutely i yeah i i i can see that it their the trauma that they've suffered and they've gone through for their for much of their life it's so strong that even something as rewarding as as a good job that that is enjoyable is productive you know you get meaning out of and you like you learn life skills or you you know you you get social opportunities and yet if if you're if you're I guess if you're not really doing well in any sort of like work, a therapy work to try and, and, and start the healing process. All that is, that's like the last thing that someone really wants is that is the social opportunities and, and the, and the, the stress of learning something new and having to, you you get a difficult situation and you have to learn on your own how to resolve it. and, even though that's a, that's a professional situation, it still can be so triggering because it reminds you know it, it immediately brings up personal personal tragedy and trauma, and so right. you're just struggling. And, and, I, and I get that because've I have had some days where things were just so rough, like you know that the last thing I really wanted to do was be at work. Yeah, because none of i i enjoyed i enjoy my job uh, the, as much as like the next person at the high level. It's it's a, it's a great place. I love it. But if I'm feeling anxious and stressed, and I'm getting triggered because of of personal problems, there's no amount of prodding that's going to make me want to go. And sometimes I either have to go and for and because I have no choice or. I may just might have a lucky situation where I don't have to. But yeah, that's the last thing I want to do is go to work and, and face all that stress and all the, the potential triggers just because personal life, personal, personal issues and trauma is getting in the way. Who, who wants to do that when they can't even, you know, they, they don't feel safe in their own environment?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the play. It's like, oh, do I want to go out and get another job? No, because then I have to put myself out there for rejection, which Mm -hmm. automatically re-triggers you. You have to learn stuff that's new, just like you said, and that's traumatizing because if you make a mistake, you don't know how to do something in the beginning, inevitably you're going to make mistakes. So then subconsciously, the nervous system is in like, oh my God, they're going to throw me out. I'm going to be abandoned. They're going to kick me out. I'm going to be fired. And so that stress, it's so much easier for people to stay in a job that they hate than to lean into the stress of choosing to do all of that stuff. That's why most people... I think with CPTSD, don't look for new jobs until, unless it's real, it's got to be really, really, really bad.
0: Or and, they make the choice for you.
1: <laughs> or yeah, and they make the choice for you. I have a client that's, you know, um, she has, she's an entrepreneur and she was working at a job that she hated. She was doing both. So, um, but she was let go, but And so it was a blessing, but it still stressed her out so much because she didn't quite feel like she had enough money saved to fully do her business. And the thing is that she was suffering. She went to the ER a couple of times because of the stress of this job, but she still wasn't going to leave. And so, you know, We literally started working together and then she got let go like two weeks later. It's divine timing because I was able to help her with that transition, which went into the full-time entrepreneurship, which was really great. But what happened for me is, you know, I was really trying to make this, make my business work. And I was marketing, unbeknownst to me at the time, to people who just didn't believe it was possible for them, or it was too scary to actually take that leap. But the thing that's so interesting is I'd been working with marketing coaches and business coaches during this time. And I it wasn't the niche that I really wanted to work with. In the beginning, I had talked about working with small business owners or biz entrepreneurs, and because of that thing, that empathetic thing that so many of us have, when when my coach would ask me these questions to dive deeper because she didn't understand what I was trying to say, I would sense that she felt a little uncomfortable because she didn't understand something because it's a very natural thing. We all as human beings, when we don't understand something or we don't know an answer, we have a rise in our emotions. That's just a normal, natural thing. But because I'm so sensitive to that, I caught it before she even caught it. And I would pivot and change what I would say or what I would think or what I would think was right for me. And I wasn't conscious of this. And this is the thing, these patterns run so deep that usually we are not conscious of it. So
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: It got to the point where I I was going broke. My business was facing financial ruin and so, there has to be something that's got to give. And I kept trying to do it right. I think a lot of people can relate to that. I just, Mm -hmm. I had to do it right. I was, got really good at the skills of marketing, but I had to do it right. The problem is, is I wasn't doing it right for me because my childhood was so dangerous, it was too dangerous to do something for me.
0: Yeah. You yeah, know. you're adapting for other, to other people's needs or their desire rather right. than for yourself.
1: Right. So, and I. It's so want common. To, yeah. Well, and it's happened subconsciously. That's the thing mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people will say, will hear this and they'll say, well, that, that doesn't happen for me. And it, it might not. But a lot of people, it is happening for, but it's happening at such a subconscious level that they're not even aware of it. I always, Ex- I'm, yeah. an, I'm an extremely self-aware person. I have had almost every coach I've ever worked with tell me that I'm the most self-aware person that they've ever met. <laughs> and still, I nice. could not see it but eventually I was able to see it. I, she said something, my coach said something and one day and it just like, I could finally feel the trigger because I was so adept at shifting my behavior before I even got a sense of the emotion before right. I even actually realized that I felt danger. So this happens so fast. It's so crazy. And so this whole time I had been leaning into doing it right, but not doing it right for me.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: And so the I, in, yeah. the interesting thing was that you know, I had been saying all along that I wanted to work with entrepreneurs and I had been thinking it, I had was doing things like this whole time that I was marketing to people who didn't want my service. I still, I had entrepreneurs coming to me well over half of my clients were entrepreneurs. So it's like the universe was saying, hello, here's this thing that you want. And every time I'd sign an entrepreneur, I was like so excited because I knew what I could do for them. And I was just so excited to work for them.
0: Absolutely.
1: or Work with them. And, you know, when we think about, especially as a coach, you, always want to keep growing and learning. And, you know, when I yeah. think about all the stuff I can learn, keep learning and keep growing to help entrepreneurs, I just am so excited about it. It makes me so happy because the more I learn, the more I get to serve and help others. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, the other niche, helping other people get jobs, I'll tell you, I did not want to Learn more about resumes and learn no. more about this no. and learn more and have, you know, practice interview questions with people, all of those things. I was not excited about learning, but I was trying to do it right. Yeah. And so I think that's such a big piece. No kidding. Of, you know, do, trying to do it right, trying to do it right Absolutely. to stay safe
0: absolutely yeah you know this this can be if you look at this from a different like a different perspective or like replace work or or like helping others find jobs you can you can put in any anybody could put a different subject or a different you know meaning into that phrase and it is identical, but it's just in their own, you know, their own terp- interpretation. Uh, I think I can I can relate just to, with myself. Like I remember, and it never occurred to me until later, like much later, that I remember working from home for the longest time, and I thought, and this was like a good year and a half while this pandemic was going on so there you know it was it, i remember thinking to myself i re, i re, i love doing this this is awesome i like working from home blah 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 and i thought that i was doing it for my benefit
1: mm-hmm.
0: but i realized that i was i was kidding myself and it was actually i was do i was doing this unknowingly to to please my partner Mm -hmm. and not on a professional level but on a completely on a personal level because I didn't want to go back to the office because I wanted to be at home so that I could be there just like at so I'm at a moment's notice away for whatever it has it would could be and I, I didn't know that this was what I was doing. Like th- there was th- the real reason why I refused to go back or I didn't want to go back or, or always hesitated is because yeah, I was, I was basically putting my, putting her ahead of my, what I should have been doing. Yeah. And at the same time, it was holding me back from really progressing at work. And I had no idea. And, it, and it, it it never really came it wasn't wasn't clear to me until i was actually not not immediately but a few months after i was back in the office and every the roles had changed and everything and it, i just it didn't it wasn't me who it, who directly noticed it it was my my manager saying how things like the work was, was, was so much better. The, like the focus, the, the everything, like he, he was comparing to it like a year earlier, everything was so much better. The, the, the work effort, the, the determination, the motivation, all of it was just uh, like a hundred percent improved. And I, I even felt it like I, I could tell inside that everything like, I I loved being there all of a sudden. I liked being at the office. The the ability to help everybody else like the you know like it just it all of a sudden just went it's like a you just woke up, right? And you're going, "Holy smokes, like I now I'm if 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 it wasn't for the fact that I was being I felt like I was kind of being kidnapped mentally by this woman Who's to say where you know where I could be or where what things could be like if if I had realized this before everything went sour and it yeah it's 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 an unconscious choice like I I made these choices and I was so oblivious to to what the reality was that it, it was it's a, there's a, like a blessing yeah in you know inside there but yeah it's. It took something. It took a drastic turn in order for something to, like, fi- for it to finally present itself, and for me to be willing to to also accept that. Like, who knows? Six months earlier, it could have been presented, and I would have, I would have seen it as as a complete negative or, or a really bad thing, and maybe i would have left maybe i would have tried to find another job because i didn't want to i didn't want to leave it
1: well one of the things that i really hear in what you're saying and you're so right relationships and work re- work they're very synonymous and in, in different metaphors of how they show up being very similar but what i hear is you know you being home allowed you to cater more to her and by doing so you felt like the relationship was more secure Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. you know it's this constant need to make sure the other person is okay. And you know we do this with partners, we'll replace a parent with a partner or we'll replace a partner with a job. We'll replace um, a parent with a coach. So whatever it might be, somebody of authority or somebody who loves me, the mind thinks of them sort of as the same thing. So it's like, oh, this person in authority. So it's just like mom or just like dad this person yeah. who loves me. So it's just like mom or just like dad. And so you being at home, having to be on edge all of the time, because this is what's happening subconsciously in the nervous system, you yeah. trying to be on edge to make sure that her every need, breath that she doesn't want or feel any pain or feel any discomfort is exhausting. So when you finally went back to work, you could actually focus on work and not be focusing on her at the same time. And that's such a big piece of what I was doing. I was focusing on what my coach would want. What you know, because it's a woman in authority, just like my mom. (laughs) And so I would be focused on that instead of what was true and right for me. Absolutely. And you yeah. experienced when you were breaking free from that, it it was messy.
0: Absolutely. And it was. Yeah. And yeah, it, I, it, yeah. It, it 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 it's it's one of those things that you and and I and everybody goes will probably go through this people who have have trauma or not, they're gonna go through to some degree where until that negative aspect or that that piece of their life is gone they won't really realize or see that that was the case because they they're making excuses or they're or they're pretending that it's that's that it's okay or that there's a reason for this instead of facing the reality of this is not a good part of my life i need to change because it's like you with you like you know it, it was you were you were literally suffering you were losing money you were almost broke and
1: oh i went broke <laughs> yeah okay
0: well oh, yeah you went sorry. yeah there you go yeah so yeah it's 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 so there's so many similarities with so many different people where they don't see that truth until the breaking point whether it's in a in a in a work environment or in a, a relationship until it happens so many people just they're immune or they're they're ignorant to the to the fact of it and suddenly they go wow i wish i had i had been able to figure this out such a long time ago and yet it's just not they if they just aren't capable yet or not ready and that is the end of part one of my interview with Janae barnes Please stay tuned next weekend for the final part, part two of this episode. I know it's a bit of a wait, but that's unfortunately how I am setting this up. So I hope you guys all come and listen to this episode on the following Saturday. If you want to get a hold of me, contact me on Twitter. You can contact me on Threads. You can contact me on Mastodon and on Blue Sky if you are part of that group. This episode will also be on YouTube. If you want to get in touch with me by email, it is traumatizedpodcast2023 at gmail.com. And of course, my website is traumatizedpodcast.link. All right, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye.